0: And welcome back to my show. I'm your host, Essence E, and I pray everyone is having a beautiful day out there today. I pray you guys are pushing forward and fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. Amen. So today is a special show. Today we are honoring Martin Luther King Jr. and his legacy. And I want to talk about him a little bit. And I also want to discuss the racism that keeps on going, that keeps on going today in our society. So let's get into our show. Martin Luther King Jr. was an American Baptist, minister, and activist, one of the most prominent leaders in the civil rights movement from 1955 until his assassination in 1968. An American church leader and a son of early civil rights activist and minister, Martin Luther King Sr. King advanced civil rights for people of color in the United States through nonviolence and civil disobedience. Inspired by his Christian beliefs and the nonviolent activism of Gandhi, he led targeted nonviolent resistance against Jim Crow laws and other forms of discrimination. King participated in and led marches for the, for the right to vote, desegregation, labor rights, and other civil rights. He oversaw the 1955 Montgomery bus boycott and later became the first president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. As president of the SCLC, he led the unsuccessful Albany movement in Albany, Georgia, and helped organize some of the nonviolent 1963 protests in Birmingham, Alabama. King was one of the leaders of the 1963 march on Washington where he delivered his I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. The Civil Rights Movement achieved pivotal legislative gains in the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Voting Rights of 1965, and the Fair Housing Act of 1968. The SCLC Put into practice the tactics of nonviolent protests with some success by strategically choosing the methods and places in which protests were carried out. There were several dramatic standoffs with segregationist authorities who sometimes turned violent. Several times King would be jailed. FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover considered King a radical and made him an object of the FBI's counterpro from 1963 on forward. FBI agents investigated him for possible communist ties, spied on his personal life, and secretly recorded him. The FBI in 1964 mailed King a threatening anonymous letter, which he interpreted as an attempt to make him commit suicide. On October 14, 1964, King won the Nobel Peace Prize for combating racial inequality through nonviolent resistance. In 1965, he helped organize two of the three Selma to Montgomery marches. In his final years, he expanded his focus to include opposition towards poverty, capitalism, and the Vietnam War. In 1968, King was planning a national occupation of Washington, D.C. to be called the Poor People's Campaign when he was assassinated on April 4th in Memphis, Tennessee. His death was followed by national mourning, as well as anger, leading to riots in many U.S. cities. King was posthumously awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1977 and the Congregational Gold Medal in 2003. Martin Luther King Jr. Day was established as a holiday in cities and states throughout the United States beginning in 1971. The holiday was enacted at the federal level by legislation signed by President Ronald Reagan in 1986. Hundreds of streets in the US have been renamed in his honor, and the most populous country, in the most populous county in Washington State was rededicated for him. The Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. was dedicated to him in 2011. He was a great man, and he did a lot for the African-American community. I just want to say thank you so much for your sacrifice and for your love for, for the African-American community. You, he did so many beautiful, beautiful things, and we honor him on this show. And I just want to say thank you to him you know it's too bad you know in our society now we are still battling racism and prejudice and it still exists because you know there is an underlying prejudice that is still among us and to uh, today there are racial slurs that that happened behind African Americans' backs. Not only are the people still trying to put us down, but they do it very sneaky and they do it very quietly. You know, throughout our lives, we were taught in the history books, how Columbus discovered America and other national leaders, they were good men, but these so-called truths were nothing but lies. Our people were the first to be here. We were the first to be here. And racism has been in our country for years and is still here. And you would think after, you know, after Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, Medgar Evers and other influential African-American people who stood up for African-Americans rights, that it it would be a different world in 2023. Now, don't get me wrong. We have come a long way. We truly have. But there's still this underlying underlying hate that people have for the African-American community. And you know, something happened to me the other day. A, a lady told me, she said, "Oh, you look pretty today. What are you What are you about to do? Go out into the wildlife?" And you know, I didn't even know how to take that comment. When somebody else heard that comment, they wanted to go off. I'm glad that they didn't, but and I didn't go off. But it still, it still kind of stung me because it, it, made me think to myself, like, why are people so afraid of brown skin when that's how God made me? What, what, what is it? Are you're afraid of our skin? Are you afraid of our dark brown eyes? Are you afraid of our hair? Like, what is it? Why do people hate so much when they don't even have a reason to hate? And I never I never really understood that sometimes while growing up. I never understood why is it God be a black or why does it God be a white thing? Why is it God be uh, be be this or that? Why do we have all these issues when God made each and every single one of us? You know, growing up for me, I was always taught you know, God made man in his own image. That means everyone. He made they uh he made them blue, black, white. It did it it, it it didn't matter because God made you so you were beautiful at his sight. So to me, so to me, I I thought to myself, everybody is beautiful. God made everybody beautiful. He did. And you know, you know, growing up, coming to find out, you know, not everybody thinks like that. <laughs> not everybody thinks like that. They always see you as as a, as an animal in a way, as an animal. Like you're not decent to be in society. And I still can't believe, after everything that Martin Luther King has done, we are still in this place where racism. You know, it, it truly still exists. It truly still exists. You know, and it really is unfortunate it really is unfortunate we still have people who spew out their racial slurs and flaunt their superiority and authority over us some people try to make you think that they don't have racial undertones and sometimes they try to be try to be the good guy or the good woman but deep down inside they have prejudices and they say and they do things behind behind our backs so, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about this because I hate someone or, or that I, uh, I have a prejudice against someone. It's not about that. It's not about that. I'm talking about this because we really need to check ourselves. I'm talking about this because we really need to check ourselves out there. We need to stop letting hate dictate how we feel. We need to stop letting prejudice dictate how we feel. We need, to, we need to stop these things because people hate for no reason at all. People have prejudices for no reason at all. Because what does my skin color have to do with you? Why does me being me offend you? If I'm happy in my own skin, if I'm happy with this beautiful brown skin that God has given me and my beautiful African American hair, you know, if I'm happy with it, why do you have a problem with it? Why do people have a problem with African-Americans being African-Americans? You know, I see that some girls, that, that's the reason why a lot of girls, they ended up getting a perm. And no, for those who don't know what a, what, what a perm is or, or or a relaxer, we used to call it perms, but then we started calling relaxer, the, the proper terminology. The re, the reason why some girls start getting relaxers in their hair, because they felt that people would not respect them if they had a kink or a curl in their hair. That their head had to be absolutely bone straight. I heard of a story of a comedian. A comedian, she actually said this. She walked in with her fro to a job interview, and they wouldn't even look at her twice. Then she came back, and she put on her straight hair. Like, literally, she got straight hair, and then they were all up in her face. You see all these stereotypes and all these things that that people have. And we need to stop that. We truly need to stop that. I am so happy that now girls, little girls are appreciate their crowns. I didn't appreciate my crown. I did not appreciate my crown. I did not like wear my hair in, my, in its natural form. But now I do. I do wear my hair in its natural form. I still wear afro I still wear some afro pieces but I mean I love I love my afro. I love being an African American woman. I am proud of my people and everything that they have accomplished. I am proud of that. No one is going to take that away from me. No one can take that away from me. I am proud the way God made me. I would not want to be any other color than what I am now because I am so proud of our community. I'm so proud of Martin Luther King and how he stood up. He stood up and he stood up for our color. He stood up against racism. He wanted equality. He wanted people to come together. He wanted whites, blacks, Jews, Gentiles. It It doesn't matter even who you are, Mexican, Italian, doesn't matter who you are because we are all made in the image of the Lord. We are all made by his image. We are all the same. We may speak different languages and we may have different backgrounds, but we are all the same in God's eyes. And I believe that Martin Luther King, he knew that he wanted to bring that to the table. He didn't want to be violent with other people. He wanted to bring people together and he wanted to say, stop this. I am you. You are me. I am you. You are me. God made the both of us. He made the both of us so why are we doing this why do we have all this hate for no reason why do you hate why do you have this prejudice some people they 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 do grow up with it it's built it's built into them i i I can't even i i can't even make an excuse for that because if it's built into you yes you you are going to have it but i'm just saying why teach your children to hate what are we get what are we telling the next generation what are we telling them because we still have violence, we still have cops that harass. We still have cops that harass African American people. We still have uh, people trying to call call the cops on other bla- on other black kids. I heard of this of this black kid. He was just cutting this person's grass, and he and this neighbor saw that. Call the police, and the poor child ended up getting shot. He ended up getting shot. He was he was in a neighborhood just cutting someone's grass, and this lady looked out the window and saw and saw him. Didn't believe he belonged there. Called the police on him, and this poor child ended up getting shot. This is this really has to stop. This truly has to stop. And you know what? It has to stop with It has. it, it really has to stop. The next generation. How do we? How do we? Uh, tell the next generation uh, what to do when we have all this hate within us. We have all this hate within us and we are up here trying to tell the next generation on, oh, how to do this and ho- how uh, oh, how to do that. How do we tell them not to hate what we hate? We cannot hate. We cannot hate or be prejudiced against the other side because it makes us just as bad. I wanna get that out there because even though sometimes I I get in my feelings, don't get me wrong, when people they say things and they do things and it really irks your soul because it's like, I am a person just like you. I am a person, I have two eyes, I have a nose, I have hair, I have legs, I have arms. I I I am a woman. You're a woman. You're uh, you, uh, and some maybe like I'm a man. You're a man. Why do we let racism dictate to us to be together? Why do we let it dictate to us to be together? Because a lot of times people don't want to see white and black together. A lot of people they don't want to see that. They don't want they don't want that to be brought together. They want things today to stay the same. So what are we teaching our next generation? we need to say enough is enough and start coming together and say I will break bread with you and say that I don't care what color you are I do not care I can look across from you and set the table with you and not be worried because you're a person I'm a person you're a person and we need to start treating each other like human beings Okay. So, I'm going to end end this show with end this show with uh, with my thoughts on that. Well, in my speaking with my thoughts on that, and I have something special for you guys. You are going to listen to I have a dream speech by Martin Luther King. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to play that right now, and you're going to hear after I have a dream speech, Sam Cooke's song, A Change is Gonna Come. And we are still fighting this battle today. We truly are. But by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I know we, as a people, no matter what, we can do better. We can't. We can be better towards each other. We can have more love towards each other. We can do this. We can because of God. Because if God gave His only begotten Son for the world, and they treated Him with so much hate some some of them people. They treated him with so much hate. But did God destroy them? Did God do anything to do anything to them? No, because he loved the world so much that he gave Jesus Christ as a sacrifice. His only son. His only son is a sacrifice. So if God in his infinite love can do that, we can sit down and break bread together. And we can love each other as well. Amen. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of it. I will be back with more more shows. Hopefully I will will be back with the interview real soon. So you guys take care out there. I love you. God bless you all.
1: I have the pleasure to present to you Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, The life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. One hundred years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee, wow. let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi. Wow. From every mountain side, wow. let freedom ring. And we wow. When we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city. Wow.
2: It's been a long A long time coming But I know A change gonna come Oh yes it will It's been too hard living But I'm afraid to die I don't know what's up there Say, brother, help me please, but he winds up knocking me back down.